looking for an apartment sucks wherever you live. People in New York will say, oh, it's so hard to find an apartment here. It's hard to find an apartment anywhere. It stinks. You have your mandatories. You have the things that you won't compromise on. You have the things that you don't care about. Like, let's say, oh, I need a dishwasher. I need a dishwasher. I can't live without a dishwasher. I don't care if I don't have a washer and dryer. Some people feel the exact opposite. Some people don't need any amenities. Some people need an elevator. Some people don't. That's so beautiful. We all need different things. And that's why Apartments.com has an app where you can literally use it to tell it what you need and what you don't need. And it tells you, oh, apartments. Here's some. So instead of looking through every single rental listing you possibly can in the neighborhoods you want, you set and forget, like in that old rotisserie grill ad, you set and forget what you want and Apartments.com will let you know when an apartment that matches what you want appears on the market. From pet-friendly apartments to balconies to in-unit ACs, Apartments.com's powerful search tools let you know when the perfect combination of features you're seeking are listed. So you don't have to power through rental descriptions one by one. With more rental listings than anywhere else, Apartments.com's instant alerts mean you can spend less time online looking for the perfect place and more time doing you. Apartments.com, the place to find a place. You will drain us. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And public service announcement. <laughs> you can see it's us not tonight. Really a public service because yeah. if you don't have tickets, you can't come. I know, but maybe tickets will suddenly open up. It is fun. Lindsay and I are going to. <laughs> Lindsay and I are going to perform a speech at Michael Schulman's You Like Me, an evening of classic acceptance speeches tonight at Joe's Pub, along with, honestly, some who's. Like, real who's. M- Michael Musto. Michael Musto. Jackie Fucking Hoffman. Michael Musto. Tavi Gevinson. Fucking Julio Torres. Tavi. And then, of course, you know, people you've heard of, certainly. But who's we've talked about on the show. We're going to be with 300 Ashland herself. Herself. Don't. 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 Um. Don't. Okay. Don't bring up 300 Ashland. Okay, I won't. In the green room. So, are you still at 300 Ashland? <laughs> I won't do it. I won't do it. Oh my God. Stop. I won't it. do it. But if you have tickets, we can't wait to see you. And if you don't have tickets, sorry, they're sold out. And I guess buy Oscar Wars, A History of Hollywood and Gold, Sweat and Tears by Michael Schulman, wherever you get your books. Um, another piece of breaking news. We have three pieces of breaking news. Number two piece of breaking news. Allie said yes. Angela Bassett did the damn. Oh, not <laughs> no, that one. <laughs> no, Allie said yes. The proposal went We're going to well. play their call on, on this week. We'll yeah. Just hold off on that. Okay. And then finally. All the ladies in the room, supporting and leading, all here I presume. Hong Chow, Dolly D, Carrie and Carrie with the C. Day Mama, I'm so fond. And a girl, you were great and blonde. Danielle D, you broke my heart. Michelle, I've loved you from the start. Angela Bassett did the thing. Viola Davis, my woman king. Blanche Kate, you're a genius. Jamie Lee, you are all of us. You know what's funny about that? What's clip funny? Of um, Ariana DeBose performing at the BAFTAs this year. I feel like it's like open heart surgery. I can't watch it. It's hurt. It's painful to watch, but I support it. But I love it. But I want it to exist. But I'm here for it. I know what you mean. I do know what you mean. Does that make and sense? I think that's actually that's actually a nice a kind of a nice Difficult little to analogy. Watch. Difficult to watch. Squeamish. But you're glad that there are doctors who can perform it and save lives. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. And if I happen to be there, like if I'm the heart, I'm like, I love, this is fantastic. <laughs> Wait. I'm gonna lo- if okay, I was there, the, I would have loved it. Who's the heart it. in this situation? 
the heart in the situation is Angela Bassett. Like, it, are the people there? The people there are like experiencing it live, so they're having kind of a different experience. But not everyone We're in the video looks TV. like they're having a great time. <laughs> okay, but Jamie they, Lee Curtis looks like know. she's having a great time. Ana de Armas doesn't look like she's having a great time. Kate Blanchett looks confused. <laughs> if you don't look like you're having a great time, it's because they cut to you too soon. Because as soon as their names are mentioned, they're like, oh, that's me. It is sort of like... Oh, oh, that's me. It's part of the deal when you get a ticket to an award show like this, a televised award show. You gotta act like you're having you gotta, a good time. You gotta act like you're having a good time. Rita Wilson acting like she was having a good time, but I guess she was actually probably genuinely having a good time. She didn't say her name, though. Michelle Yeoh seemed like she was having a good time. I suspect she was acting, which is, you know, give her an Oscar for Rita that. Rita Wilson is due for some sort of either she's hosting the Oscars or there's like an entire Oscar segment oh. about the kind of oh. proliferation just, of Rita Wilson. Did you just say Rita or Rita Wilson should host the Oscars? <laughs> yes. Definitely. It would be too much singing. You need to have silly singing at the Oscars. She would She's do earnest singing. She's literally a singer. But she, she would do earnest a, singing. First of all, she she knows everyone. They all love her. Okay? She's married to the most beloved man in Hollywood, so she can kind of make fun of anyone because it's lovingly and obviously, like, coming from her, it's not really, you know, she can't really pack that much of a punch in terms of insult comedy. Okay? okay. She loves to sing. Okay. She loves to dance. Okay? Okay. It would be unexpected. Okay? Yeah. And would be, honestly, kind of cheesy, but she would lean into it. I just think she would be great at that. I mean, of course I'd watch it, and I think I'd be happy. I mean, it would be kind of six for like a 67-year-old woman to host the Oscars. I just think she would kill. She wouldn't come with like this expectation of any sort of like insult comedy or anything. She could just like have fun. Even if she was like a little mean, it would be so shocking that it would go, that the jokes would land better. Imagine Rita Wilson talking about the slap. She would get away with anything. <laughs> it would be such a disaster, but I think it would be captivating. It would be extremely good. No, I would be, I think it would be extremely good. Okay, here's my question to you. This is why I am a big, I have big ideas. You, just <laughs> you should can. be the new Will Packer. Watch out. Lindsay's going to host the Oscars. Lindsay's going to produce the Oscars next year. Yeah. <laughs> Literally can't keep up with, with me and my sorry. ideas. We're bringing the Ariana DeBose BAFTA show to the Rita Wilson Oscars. Here's my question <laughs> for you. Yeah. If Rita Wilson hosted the Oscars, your dream Rita uh -huh. Wilson Oscars, do you think it's one and done? Or do you would you want her to come back? Like, would she be asked back? Would it be so weird that it's like, this is fine for kind of an anomalous no, Oscars what, it, thing? No, she would do, she would do it once so for she the wouldn't, experience. She wouldn't, she wouldn't want to do it again. She would just do it once. I just feel like we have this like problem where nobody wants to host the Oscars. Fair. Why would you want to host the Oscars? Mm -hmm. That sucks. The only person who's gonna basically going to host the Oscars from now on is somebody affiliated with the channel because they can like essentially like strong arm them into doing it. So yeah. like Jimmy Kimmel, right? Like anyone who's like on ABC. And Jimmy Kimmel and Jimmy Kimmel and Jimmy Kimmel and Jimmy Kimmel. And as soon as we run out of that guy or anyone, you know, we're not going to have anyone anymore because they're not going to be able to convince anyone to do it because it is like the world's punching bag. Just as Ariana DeBose is figuring out at uh -huh. the BAFTA. I cannot believe she said yes to that. I can. She won a BAFTA last year and they said, do you want to come and sing a comedy song? And she said, yes. Ariana? But that's what I'm saying. Uh -huh. You only do it. You, you like you're convinced once and then never again so mm -hmm. we need to move on to the next like eligible convincer I do think Rita is so up her own ass in a Hollywood way that she would agree to do it at least once and it would be kind of a transcendent experience mm -hmm. and she seems a little sorry delusional so even if she did a bad job she thinks she did a great job you know that's literally why I'm proposing her she is like so gassed up and such a triple threat minded person <laughs> minded that she 
would fucking do the comedy song. She would do the insult comedy. She's not a triple threat, but she is triple threat minded. <laughs> she's triple threat ascendant. Because <laughs> I would argue that she's a double threat. The triple is like, pick, choose your own adventure. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Then the third mm-hmm. is like, whatever you think. I like this idea, actually. I'm team you. Produce the Oscars. Academy, are you listening? She's friends with all these. These people all love her. She's been to all their houses. <sighs> they can be mad at her. You say something shocking and I go, <gasps> and then you explain yourself and I go, I like this. Rita, was you with that regulated G-Funk? You know, you might have a competitor, Chameleon. You may not know this about me, but I can spit some flow. Ooh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Drop some knowledge. Do it. You oh. drew a picture of a but you didn't make my day. Oh. I'm rocking and you're yawning, but you never look my way. Hey. I'm looking down you darling in every single way. Hey. Your funny flow is born and your green cards on the way. Oh. Triggers from the grill town, ill town. So that's how it feels now. The deals that were real, so we're still round. Don't lamp with a freestyle fan to me trying to be handsome. Luanda Lessips confirms fan threw up on her at Cabaret Show. This is a page six exclusive. A fan threw up on this is their lead. Someone puked. A fan threw up on Luanda Lessips during her cabaret show, which she's still doing, by the way, in New York City Friday night. Page six can exclusively confirm a rep. This is incredible. Wait. The rep said it was because somebody was laughing so hard. Yes. But also, page six uses this language. A rep for the Real Housewives of New York City alum, 57, tells us an audience member blew chunks from laughing quotes so hard at one of the Countess's jokes. Lou was with her mic talking to the audience members when a girl heard another joke. (laughs) She laughed so hard that she projectile vomited all over Lou's costume (laughs) and hair. I gotta say, <laughs> Lou Andalesips is funny, but nothing she said in terms of joke telling was is funny enough to make somebody puke. <laughs> Just alone. <laughs> there definitely was something in the, you know, in the, where was she doing her cabaret? Whatever, whatever, you know, four drink minimum, one meal minimum this ca- this right. ve- venue had. It also had it's one like- salmonella <laughs> minimum. It's like the city winery. It's definitely like the city winery annex, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I know, right. It's a four-meal minimum for the Luanda Lesseps cabaret show. She was laughing well, so hard, she blew chunks. It's a four-meal minimum because you're going to throw up half of it, <laughs> you know? I will say um, Countess Luann, to her credit, is the first... Mm, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll do this with an asterisk because I'm not a housewives, like, PhD, but is one of... is probably the first housewife whose post housewife career or I guess she's technically still on the show who knows about that show but like whose spin-off career involves like live cabaret that's impressive usually they you know just release music they you know do cameo they do meet and greets maybe a cruise something like that she's really out here putting in the work to do a live show I can't believe that she's done it for this long. I'm even, she's I'm more impressed delusional. by the, um, well, it's amazing. The delusion is impressive. People Talk about keep Rita wanting Wilson to go to this. hosting the Oscars, you know? Exactly. People, people keep, so, she, people keep going to this. <laughs> right. It's, it's almost amazing. like Titanic. It's like, aren't you out of people? Like, are, haven't, the haven't people all the people who could want to see this would want to see this already? The people and go yet? again. Today's show, five years in, she's life road, is still a cabaret a for dog. Countess Luanne Lesseps. It looks like it was at 54 below. That makes sense. But she's also performed mm. at City Winery, it seems. I've never laughed so hard I threw up, though. Um, never that. I've puked, but not because of laugh- laughter. I can say I've learned one thing from this whole experience. Everybody should memorize three phone numbers you would call if you went to jail. <laughs> Think about it. When you get arrested, they confiscate your cell phone. 
So here I am sitting in jail on this metal freezing bench, freezing, metal freezing bench, freezing my ass off, staring at a payphone that's right in front of me. And I couldn't remember one number to call. Okay, moving on. Elizabeth Chambers is hosting a show about toxic relationships. This is Synergy. This <laughs> whoever, is Whoever genius. her agent is, give them a, ra- a raise. <laughs> this is genius. This is, this is dark, but this is the first thing I thought of. This is yeah. giving John Walsh. And I know that John Walsh kind of sucks. Like, John Walsh You're has saying horrible this is opinions. giving John Walsh is not – immediately takes away the darkness by saying John, giving this is, I mean, John this is Walsh. awful. John Walsh, host of America's yes, Most it's... Wanted Forever, started doing all of this, became like an anti-crime activist and like crime hunter, civilian crime hunter, because his son was murdered, right? Right. His son was kidnapped and murdered, and this became his thing. And I... So he had an experience with the crime and trying to find somebody who did a crime, so he was the perfect Ventured star into of this TV show. public true crime, yeah. right. Our Elizabeth Chambers is doing a version of this. She was in a toxic relationship with Army Hammer. genius. And now she's going yeah. to host a TV series about toxic relationships on Investigation Discovery, True Crime Central, yeah. from mm-hmm. Warner Media, the same company that premiered the Hammer documentary on Discovery+. Plus. This Warner They're Media shameless. hates Army Hammer. Absolutely shameless. Hammer. I know. Absolutely shameless. Chambers did not appear in the docuseries. She said, I'm not doing Incredible. it. But she will do this. I don't know if you know, this. but her... Uh, she, her because I kind of I knew she owned a bakery but I was like Bert. is she a host and yeah her Instagram bio very politely reminds you that her main gig is TV host slash journalist because mm-hmm. that's what she did and first she has been a host and a judge on the Food Network as well as a Today Show contributor so she got her journalism degree from you know. my alma mater University of Texas at Austin and then Amazing. she started doing journalism then she met Army Hammer or at the first uh in the first stages of her like comeback yeah, although tour. this L profile kind of did her dirty because they were like it's, the profile headline is Elizabeth Chambers is not who she married and then the entire piece is about, about who she Army. married and exactly. it's like babes like she you clearly think she is who she married there's weird and you know there's a lot about like bites I'm taking a bite and like references to Army's alleged cannibalism, and then it's like, okay, I did not notice that. You think it's that was definitely like happening? And then it goes, the man she married is not who she is, and his purported appetites, true or not, certainly don't define oh her. Oh my god! Call her yeah. by her own name, Elizabeth Chambers. Okay, the forty-year-old bakery founder and CEO is how she's described. The forty-year-old bakery founder and CEO. No, incredible. I mean, I just feel like it's, you know, it is, it takes balls to make it, to write a headline. Elizabeth Chambers is not who she married. And then it's like. <laughs> Did you, do you remember who she married? who she married. <laughs> remember who she married? <laughs> we don't have to speak on it, but also speaking of exclusives, Airmail got the kind of fucked up Army Hammer side of stories, which was quickly debunked by the fine print as mm-hmm. being like, Oh, literally just everyone in Army's camp, whatever that consists of, who knows, it might just be him, might just be him, it might be lots of people at this point mm-hmm. who are trying to figure it out, just like, you know, told that story and they reported it as if it was kind of this well-rounded thing. Mm-hmm. Anyways, very Airmail. Airmail. If you have to publish something that you then have to write an addendum that's like why we published this, I don't know if you are actually standing behind that. It's a right? good point. It's a good point. Yeah. Very fascinating. It's also fascinating that these um, kind of newsletter based. Do you know that, like, you know, we're lo- they're losing the, the. These aren't like Newsweek exclusives. These aren't Time exclusives. This is an airmail exclusive. 
Mm-hmm. It's a newsletter. It's, it's a Graydon Carter. Graydon It's a Graydon Carter. Carter joint, right? Because isn't it is airmail? Isn't airmail where the um, where that really nasty and honestly not good, but I respect mm. it. I guess the Tom Ford takedown of House of Gucci was published in airmail as yeah. an exclusive. It's a very strange yeah, they've publication. Some, they've had some good stuff, but I would say this reported piece was not one of their good stuff. It was a bit of a flop. It was a bit of a flop, and then we had you know Elizabeth Chambers with on the other side with the L dot com exclusive. She's back. Profile. She's back. Um, there's a funny line here. Call her by her here. own name. Call her by her own name. She mm-hmm. um, she famously lived in the Caymans throughout most of the pandemic with you know where her in laws, nice. former in laws, lived. Right. The Hammers. Yeah. Totally. Never forget. Moved to the Caymans. That's where Army grew up because mm. his father watched the movie The Firm, which takes place in the Caymans, mm-hmm. and he was like, yeah, I want to go to the Caymans. With offshore banking, but sure. So yeah, crazy. Definitely. So she ran Bird Bakery remotely from the Caymans, which I'm like, that's impressive. You ran a bakery from the Caymans. Cool. A bakery in Dallas. She'll do any Caymans. she'll do anything to not live in your hometown full time. Oh, I'm not from Dallas. <laughs> Don't oh, you dare sorry. say I'm from Dallas. Your home state. Is Bird Bakery that's just fair. in Dallas? I think so. At the time for for a while it was. Remember we played in okay. Dallas and then we got Bird Bakery cupcakes and they had like Army yeah, that was movie on them. So nice. And they were delicious. They were delicious. Thank you to that hooligan. Delicious. They were delicious. I can't wait to go back to Texas. Your home state. I know. We're good. Can't wait. Lindsay, are you gagged? Jen yeah. Bunny wrote a book. Oh. <laughs> Jen Bunny. Are you gagged? Sorry, I have to scroll down. Are you gagged? Jen Bunny wrote a book? I was a minor Hills girly. I did appear on the Hills after show once. I, I, I zoomed in. If you remember what Jen Bunny did, you're like a huge, you, you know the Hills. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If you don't, you're not. Right? If you remember that Jen Bunny. Hooked up with fucking Brody. Ugh. Yeah, and like Ugh. fucked over Elsie. Like in front of Elsie at her birthday. Well, it was Jen's birthday at party. her birthday party? Was it, was it her Jen's birthday, birthday party? birthday party. And then Elsie was on the other side of the club. And she's like, is, where is, is Jen here? Is Heidi here? Is Spencer here? And Jen was with Heidi and Spencer and Brody. And then they left together. And then Jen uh-huh. like apologized to Lauren. And Lauren was not having it. You really like really didn't think. Like it wasn't even a thought in your head when you left. No, I'm going to be Brody. perfectly honest with you. I knew that Brody was trying to hook up with me. But you know what? It shouldn't even have been a situation. You shouldn't be in a situation where you're, you know, hitting on some guy that I could have been interested. You know what? It wasn't just any guy. It wasn't who he was. It was the fact the, that that was I know. the first guy that I was able to have a crush on after Jason. That was a big deal to me. One was not happy. Yeah. Jen Bunny definitely she got, screwed. got the villain edit. Yeah, yeah it's like she kind got of unfair. Jen Bunny was not a bad girlie, and of but course, the show made her look like it. Then, of course, since then, you know, you go to she explained, you know, of course it was like behind the scenes there was so much more going on. Uh-huh. Basically, that there was there was an, there was accusations of selling stories to tabloids, but it wasn't Jen; it was somebody else. Mm-hmm. So there's a there's all this fourth wall breaking going on with Jen Bunny, but. What an iconic character, and she's still friends with Heidi and Spencer. In fact, she is the godmother to their child, so she is involved with the Hills people. And now she's written a book. But guess what? Her name is not Jen Bunny anymore. <laughs> her name is Jennifer Dumphy, PhD, MBA. That's right. This bitch is a doctor. <laughs> she's a doctor. Jennifer Dunphy, Doctor PhD, MBA. <laughs> I've never seen Doctor of PH. Oh, public health. She's got Dr. PH, MBA, MPH. She's literally, her LinkedIn is like overflowing, you know? You know, her website kind of is has, Dr. Jen Dumphy. 
I never noticed this at the time. She looks like Audrina. She yeah. looks like Audrina. <laughs> she yeah, looks, she looks like, like Audrina. Is that what you were t- trying yeah, to say? Yeah, I was, I was literally about to say she looks like Audrina in her LinkedIn photo. Her book is called mm, Don't Tell Me What to Do. <laughs> <laughs> the Secret Guide to Unlocking Your Power, Potential, and Purpose. I love this. Jay Shetty better watch out. She gave them an excerpt because you know what? Even though she, you know, even though she was on the hills for like four seconds, she still knows how to get that book sold. Oh, no, this is very clever of her. Of course, you got to give it to mm-hmm. us weekly. I got to say, this book cover, ugly. Try again. Wow, rude. Don't be rude. Well, Try again, Jen. Do- she didn't get her PhD in graphic design. <laughs> Sorry. She's doctor of public health. Get over it. The excerpt. And this is good. Good for her. I'm happy for her. I am happy for her. The excerpt is inspiring. I think people are going to read this book. I think so, too. Very cool. So what else can we expect from you? You got anything else going on? Um. Well, there's a reality show in the works right now, which has been in the works for about... Five months, but we're really getting to the ending stages of about to start filming. So that's going to be awesome, and that should start airing probably about March. And this is with Heidi, right? Actually, Heidi opted out to do it, but I'm hoping that she's going to change her mind, and we're trying to figure it out right now. And actually, lately, she decided that she might want to do it. So we're still kind of figuring that out, but hopefully it'll be airing in the next two to three months. Obsessed with this. Okay. Watch. This is a headline from The Shade Room, but it's really from yeah. uh, a clip on Radio 1. Okay. Kay Michelle says she's had over 100 personal assistants and reveals why the last one got fired. And so I was like, okay, well, I got to find out why the last one got fired. Did you listen and find out why the last one got fired? No. Can you cl- can you play it so we can listen? How many? <laughs> How many? <laughs> Not that. How many personal assistants have you had? I probably had over a hundred. Oh, you win. <laughs> we need a belt. But in my defense, like the last there three is no weeks, defense. Once no, you no, get no. to three nu- three numbers, no, no, no. K Michelle. The past three is it not a TV show? It, like even the past three. He's just trying not to get fired. No, no, no. You should. <laughs> <laughs> ain't them, ain't them good. No, you, you good. good. You good. You no, good. No, no, no. You should like the things. If I told you one thing, if I told you one okay, thing. Okay, no, no, no. What was the? What did the last person do to get fired? Um. Couldn't hang up two TVs for with six people came out to the house. Didn't know how to get the cords in the wall. Six different people in my house didn't know how to hang a TV. Because her assistant couldn't hang up TVs on her walls. Stop. Stop. I mean, it goes on and on and on. But she literally fired the assistant because she couldn't hang TVs. And she was paying the assistant $1,600 a week. Which is more, she's always having assistant drama, which is even more than she was paying the assistants like a year ago. Because she recently went on Instagram 16, Live. Wait, $1,600 a week? A week. And so as of like, I think last year she did is this an Instagram a full-time Live. full-time job? Yeah, full-time. She was only paying $1,000 a week. And then she went up to $1,600 a week and the assistant wanted 2000 And she was like, how about okay, $1,600? $80,000 a year. It's a pretty good job. It's not a bad job. I don't know if it has health insurance. I assume it's not benefits because I, I – Under $100,000 a year, I'm not learning how to hang a TV. Over $100,000 a year, I'll hang your fucking TV. <laughs> That's a lot of work also. But you know what? If I'm your assistant and you're like hang a TV, I call a task rabbit. I'm not – you think I'm even attempting? I'm an assistant. I know how to outsource. That's what assistants do. They know how to outsource. the task oh, rabbit to K-Michelle. K-Michelle does not need to know even how the TV got hung. No, you just it's have to just get it expenses. done. She yeah, complains about another done. thing. She's like, 
But here's other things that my assistants do that piss me off. She's like, another thing my assistant did was I asked her to make reservations for dinner for six at 530. This is so messy. Also, she by made the way, it. complaining about your assistants is like the messiest shit ever. Yeah. And, uh. and, the, and the assistant made reservations for six at 430. And she was like, come on. Like, are you serious? Okay. That is it's pretty funny. That is bad. That's like that pretty is funny, funny and wrong. Right. That's pretty sure. funny. I think that she's right that. In the on the radio interview, she says that it would be a good TV show. I think that she's not wrong. I think that that is like classic, old school VH1 find yes. me an assistant reality. We need that. The Jersey Shore people and ridiculousness are on MTV twenty four hours a day. Put K Michelle in here yeah. finding an assistant. You don't watch Vanderpump Rules, but there's a season of Vanderpump Rules in which Sheena Shea dates a guy, and the number one thing that she uh, is claims that he can do and is like show is like bragging about it is he can hang a TV in seven minutes. That's kind of cool. She's like, you know, Rob, he can hang a TV in seven minutes. It's like. <laughs> it was so sexy this morning. He like hooked the hitch up to my car in like two seconds. Did everything by himself. I'm like, can I help? He's like, I got this. And then today he's like whipping the belt and twisting the engine. I was like, this is so hot. He is literally the handiest person I know. It's so sexy. He hung a TV on the wall in under seven minutes. I timed him. I could probably hang a TV in under 10 minutes. No, you couldn't. I swear to God, I could. I'm really good at, I'm very handy. I'm very good at hanging things. What I'm good at building had, things. What if you had to do mollies? What if you had to do like anchors in the wall? You don't yeah, know anchors, what's in I that wall. Anchors, I can do anchors. If, if the wall is drywall or stud, with studs or without studs, I can do it. If it's or cement, studs? I could hang it in drywall. Straight up, yeah. I could hang a TV in drywall. I can't do... You know how yeah. a lot of buildings in New York are just like concrete walls where you need yeah. like special. I can't do that. You need a, well, you would need a drill, a special if drill. If I'm bit. in a normal house with normal walls, under 10 minutes, 100%. I'd like to see it. I don't have any, <laughs> I can't like challenge you because I don't need a TV mounted, but I'd love to see you challenged. What if I'm like, Lindsay, we have to rearrange our recording schedule because I'm K. Michelle's new assistant and it's actually <laughs> taking up a lot of time. <laughs> Recently on the reality show, R&B singer K. Michelle confronted her former assistant, Paris, and accused her of using her credit card without permission. Phillips admitted to using K. Michelle's card without her permission, but claims it was only for a $50 Uber ride. Some are saying you should never take money without asking. Okay, that's not taking money without asking. Some are saying. But others believe K. Michelle is being petty. Whose side are you on? And Paris literally won. every single person who voted is voting for Paris, the assistant. And here's the thing about personal assistants for, for famous people. Yeah. I believe that every single one of them is crazy right you know like i don't i don't think <laughs> that there's the, ever the i don't think that there's the an assistants. ever i don't think there's ever a good personal assistant job for a famous person that's why i think you have yes. to be compensated really really well people will put up with right. a lot of shit if they get paid well so like i think people go into these jobs with the expectation that the assist that the famous person in question is going to be unreasonable and a little idiosyncratic yeah. let's say sure. so it's like if you pay someone well enough then they'll put up with it but at the same time you have to do everything they want because they are nuts. Being a good personal assistant <laughs> is the hardest job. It is one of the hardest jobs I Absolutely. could possibly think of. Absolutely. That's, but, but what that means is there is a very wide swath of bad personal assistant. And I don't mean like you're bad at, you're, you're bad at the job, but because the job is so demanding and so freaking nuanced and weird and personal and all that, you have to be so good in such a specific way that even if you were like mostly good at the job, you could still fuck up and get fired. Do you yes. know what I mean? Uh -huh. Even if you were mostly good. Yes. Uh -huh. It's such a weird, there's all these unspoken rules that you have to speak 
There's mm-hmm. so many kind of nuances. There's no handbook. There's so there's no the, handbook. Right. You it's you're just an assistant telling another assistant how that person likes to be assisted. If mm-hmm. that's you know if the job is given to you by a former assistant, like it's so weird. You hear the stories and you're like, I can't believe that's part of your job. And it's like, yeah, I'm their assistant. Mm-hmm. It's basically always on. Speaking of, Timmy needs to go get my dry cleaning. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Timmy lives in LA. He couldn't get my dry cleaning. Not you okay? having dry cleaning. I don't have dry cleaning. Do you think say, I dry clean my clothes? That's what I was going to say. <laughs> you having dry, dry cleaning. cleaning. in my life. Timmy, pick up my dry um, cleaning. Wow. Every you time just I see like. You dragged me. <laughs> I, don't, I don't dry clean either. I saw a guy walking down the street. Uh, I like, should be dry cleaning. I've ruined clothes by not dry cleaning, but whatever. A bunch of stuff. like. Also, what even is dry cleaning? Let's be real. It can't be I good for the environment. I think it's just chemicals. I think it's like. Yeah. It's like. It's I'm like carcinogens. Tell your story. Tell your no, story. No, I'm just. I was surprised. I was walking down the street, like Atlantic like busy street in Brooklyn. And this guy who looked about my age was uh-huh. walking the other direction and he was holding his dry cleaning and there were like seven, eight, you know, recently dry cleaned shirts. And I was just like, wow, I can't, what's that life like getting your dry cleaning? <laughs> Every day you go pick up your dry cleaning. I'm just like, that's such an interesting life. Do you know what he was doing? What was he doing? He was he was getting his boss's dry cleaning. He was an assistant. He was getting his boss's dry cleaning. He was getting yeah. he was getting David Harbour's dry cleaning. <laughs> yeah, that was that was K Michelle's assistant getting her dry cleaning. <laughs> How tall are you? I'm like five one. Yeah, I yeah. lowered my height so I could give you a reasonable hug. Oh, <laughs> oh, you're sitting on a lot, girl. Yeah, I am. Oh my. You know what I love? You know, you know what I love? And then we're gonna talk about the music and everything, but okay. I have to talk about the obvious, her behind. I love Joe Manganiello shows off his custom Dungeons and Dragons table and name drops several major stars, including Tiffany Haddish as participants in the role-playing game. Okay, well, you know what I loved? I sent this TikTok to you earlier because guess what, it was served to me. Guess what, the algorithm still knows how to hit. When it hits, it hits. When I'm served a TikTok from a company, not even from Joe, I don't follow Joe. I, the algorithm literally knows that I wanna see a company go over in detail how they made a Dungeons and Dragons table for none other Joe than Joe Manganiello. We were commissioned by Joe Manganiello to create a Dungeons and Dragons table for his new dungeon. He selected a slab of Bastone Walnut and paired it with a midnight blue base layer with a clear top layer. After curing for seven days, we can pop the piece out of the form, flatten it on our CNC machine, and then we can begin working on the base. Joe decided to pair his top with one of our signature black and ash X bases. We use a torch to give the piece a textured finish, and from there we apply a black stain to get a consistent color. Then we're protecting the piece with an acrylic urethane finish, polishing it for maximum clarity, and applying two coats of our Black Forest ceramics. Then it's down to Los Angeles to get this piece delivered into Joe's home, and I'll let Joe do the talking so he can tell you guys what he thought about his new piece. I watched it. I watched the whole thing. It was fascinating. I was wrapped. It was fascinating. The way that they they had the table with the resin, they, with the live edges, and the re- they poured the resin, and then it they looked like it was like a thousand it pounds. To him with a crane, and then he started naming all the people he plays plays Dungeons and Dragons with. In my game, it's like Tom Morello raging us oh, the machine. No, the Big Show, the wrestler, Dan and Dave <laughs> created Game of Thrones, Vince Vaughn. Oh my god! And then like James Gunn used to come over and play. Like <laughs> Tiffany Haddish. A couple of the Steelers were like, "You gotta show us how to play." He's a big just video game board game D and D fantasy guy, game guy. And one of the reasons I know that. Do you think this has ruined his career at all? The, being so vocal about being a loser. I'm kidding. <laughs> Do you think this has ruined his career at all? <laughs> I'm sorry. You can't call like a successful hunk who married Sofia Vergara a loser. You know, like just not a loser. I know, He's but definitely he just a talks who. about Dungeons. 
he talks about Dungeons and Dragons like so much though. Like this is like fourteen thousand times. I mean, he's literally never stopping talking about Dungeons and Dragons. I would say the better thing for the party would be a lawful evil character because at least there are rules, there are collective goals that can be adhered to. You might have a you know dragonborn worshiper of Tiamat in your group. Uh, who plays really well with the group, and there's a collective goal. Oh, I, I'm OG nerd. Okay. Yeah, back when it wasn't cool, uh, I was a little kid, you know, I had the Hobbit picture book with the, it used to chime to tell you to turn the page, and, and then from there, it was like the gateway drug into, like, basic Dungeons and Dragons, like the red box with the dragon on the front. Oh, of course, yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah. But I didn't have anybody to play with. Go for Which you still do. You're a big Dungeons and Dragons. I got back into it. Well, I work for D and D, so I started working for them about seven years ago as a consultant. What do you mean working for them? Why well, I, I don't. I, I'm not like a like a fan boy. I I, I got hired um, because I knew so much about their product. I knew more about their product than most of the people who work there. So they so, started so hiring to, me to help consult. But as, how do they the know you know that much about Dungeons and Dragons? Well, if you spend ten minutes with me and you know what D and D is, you'll you'll figure it out. Okay, so I mean, you take this very seriously, and you run a D and D game that a lot of celebrities, like A list celebrities, are in your D and D game. Is that correct? This is correct. Yes, that is correct. What is your? Yeah, it's a lot of fun. You know, uh, all of us used to play when we were younger. Mm -hmm. um, it was instrumental for a lot of us uh, in terms of what we wound up doing for a career. You know, for me as an actor, uh, you know, character building, writing backstories. I was doing this stuff before I even started acting or even understood that that was something you could do for a profession. Yes, he, he does. Yeah, and he's like, he's obsessed with it. Wow. He has like a lot of figurines. Uh -huh. um, <laughs> Like, he, he has, like, a dungeon in the house, and he has, like, a lot of figurines. Like a fake dungeon, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like, it was, like, a wine cellar, and it was supposed to be the wine cellar. And suddenly, with, like, the months started to happen, it's like, I wish I had brought you a picture. It's like, he has, like, these gigantic heads of dragons <laughs> hanging from the wall. <laughs> the, it has, like a, like, a little village all in the, in the table. Yeah. It's not a wine cellar anymore, it's a dungeon. And yeah. they, it has like gigantic chairs and they love it because they feel like it's like, gets them in the mood, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I just love that, like, I know he's a working actor. I recently saw him in an episode of Mythic Quest where he like drops his, you know, oh, yeah. fantasy game knowledge. I was saying that to a friend recently that I saw Joe Manganiello in an episode of Mythic Quest and he said, you have to stop telling people you watch that. <laughs> yeah, you should. You really should. You bring it up a lot and you say it like it's like this like secret I'm like, power I hate when Mythic in fact Quest. you alienate everyone. <laughs> I sent someone a clip that I found funny from Mythic Quest to a friend recently, like a video that I thought they'd find funny. And they were like, LOL, what is this? And I was like, Mythic yeah. Quest. And they were like, what is that? And I was like, I yeah, can't see, do this. Yeah, see, it's like, you can't. I know. It's like, I can't do this. Joe Manganiello is a who though, right? Still? Um, totally. A huge who. And I and I, I will say though, I think what's really interesting about his Dungeons Big and Dragons plotline, me too. He's so good in Magic Mike. My God. Oh my God. He's what is so his name? Good Big Dick Mike. Rick? Big Dick Ricky? Yeah. Big Ugh. Dick Richie? He's just so, he's so funny in that. Like just mm -hmm. the funniest. The thing with him, I think, that works in his favor is these big honks nowadays, the culture, the culture has shifted so this back in the day would not be this way, but we love like a big hunk with like a secret nerdy or like kind of shameful type reveal. Like we mm -hmm. love a humanizing element to a big hunk. You know, like Joe Manganiello spends, you know, four hours a day working out. He's definitely like, you it's know, like we're used on to that. 
he's eating like he's eating chicken the chicken breast chicken as breasts. Bobby calls it chicken breasts like his life is not relatable his life is not normal but he has this thing Dungeons and Dragons he is a quote unquote nerd right he's he's a little quirky and it doesn't seem like a performance Right. And so we accept him. We say, oh, he's like us. Oh, he's relatable. I just feel like it's unlike, let's say, hmm, unrelatable hunks like the Hemsworths. I don't uh, or see them Mark as. Mark Wahlberg, unrelatable hunk. Right. We don't like. Yeah. It's like Mark Wahlberg is being like, I wake up at 4 a.m. We don't need to see your whole life. You have nothing relatable about you. I don't care. Mm-hmm. What I find interesting and what you pointed out and I think our friend did in a text yesterday, he's not listed as a cast member in the upcoming Dungeons and Dragons movie, but there's no way in hell he doesn't have a cameo. There's no way in right, hell. He's a cameo. Definitely. He was he's breaking down cameo. doors to get in that, I'm sure. I just had a funny thought. Imagine hmm. Joe Manganiello meeting Toby Maguire at a party and being like, "Oh god. Hey man, you should come over and like I have a game night every night." And oh, Toby's god. like, "Poker? Is it poker? Is it poker?" <laughs> like Toby's like, "Poker?" And Joe's like, no, it's um, it's Dungeons and Dragons, and Toby's like, "Fuck you, bitch!" and just walks <laughs> away, <laughs> like it just like punches him in the face. That sounds ver- like verbatim what would happen. Just <laughs> oh my god! You're having a dinner party. It's last mm-hmm. minute. You've realized the cocktail I'm making. This this happens to Bobby all the time. The specialty cocktail that Josh is making. We're missing an item. We're missing a piece. And it can't be su- – there's no substitutes. We have to go yeah. to the liquor store. But we don't we have, have time. We have to get this particular vermouth or amaro. But we can't leave because the oven's on. What are you going to do? What's the solution? What would you do? DoorDash. Because I know that I can get local restaurants, local stores, local establishments and get it to my apartment in no time. If you're looking to celebrate with some special drinks, here's to alcohol delivers with DoorDash. Getting ready to host, looking to celebrate a special night in, what about a bottle of wine to pair with dinner or some beer to go with your chips and dip? No matter the occasion, if drinks are called for, DoorDash has you covered. And then you know what? You tip right within the app, they get 100% of the tip. You got to tip your DoorDash drivers always. So save up to 25% off up to a $15 value when you spend $35 or more with code WHO24. So whether you're grabbing drinks for an event or staying in for the night, DoorDash is here to help you have a great evening any evening. Term supply must be 21 plus to order alcohol, drink responsibly, delivery and promotions available only in select markets. I love my Helix mattress. I love my Helix pillow. What else is there to say about Helix? I freaking love it. <laughs> when I sleep on s- other beds, what is there I else get to mad. say is that I come back to my bed and I'm like, this is the bed. This is the bed. And it's honestly spoiled me for other beds. And I don't like traveling sometimes because I'm like, this is not my bed. Where's my bed? I want I've my bed. It, I've made it's it's my special bed. It's my special mattress because it is a mattress that is made for my body. Mm-hmm. I took the Helix quiz. It told me which Helix mattress to get, and that's the one I got, and that's the one that I love, and that's yes. the one that I will not stop mm-hmm. using because it's the best mattress I've ever slept on. Mm-hmm. The mattress is so good that when we got it, my cat Winston became obsessed with it, and now he's on it all the time. And I'm no like, way. you have to move because no I way. need to sleep on the bed. It's my bed. It's not your bed. Wow. He's obsessed with it. It's wow. irritating, actually. Wow. He likes okay. the Helix Rude. so much. It's so rude. Everybody is unique, and I mean everybody, two words, because everyone sleeps differently, their bodies are different, and that's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific seat positions and feel preferences. I'm a side sleeper slash stomach sleeper. Some people are back sleepers. Some people are exclusively side sleepers. There's a Helix mattress for all of you. Not only is the Helix the best mattress I've ever slept on, 
it, the setup was fast and easy. Their mattresses are delivered in a box and straight to your door. You just open it up and it like kind of like blows back up at a, after it comes out of the plastic and you put it on your bed and it's amazing. Plus, Helix mattresses all come with a 10 or 15 year warranty depending on the model. And if you don't want to take our word for it, Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. It's even recommended by multiple leading doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash who. That's helixsleep.com slash who. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Who Weekly is brought to you by Squarespace. As usual, we love Squarespace. We love Squarespace. It's the only way we will ever have a website. (laughs) Is Squarespace. You're right. Because it's easy. Because I can update it very fast when things go crazy with tour announcing, which we might have to do relatively soon. Might? Uh, Might? You said, we just came and saw you. I said, well, this is a, this is a 365 podcast. We're planning ahead. Everyone's, everyone's doing live shows these days. So all the venues are getting booked up. So we have to book our tour, which is far away pretty soon. But we already know we already know the dates. We're ready to update the website on Squarespace. And we also already know how to put them on the website, which is like half the battle because it's Squarespace. Exactly. And we've done this for a long time. And it's very, very easy. We love Squarespace because... It's very easy to update things. We love Squarespace because we have a contact form, which is the way most people get in touch with us. Even though we have a very easy to remember email address, which is what's read up to at gmail.com, people would prefer to just use the contact form on Squarespace because Squarespace is easy. And on our website, it's easy to find our press clippings. It's easy to find embeds of the podcast. It's easy to find anything you need to know about our podcast. So go to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your website, go to squarespace.com who to save 10% on your first purchase of a website or domain. Shauna Phillips's car was stolen. Awful. She's pregnant. She's about to give birth. Her car was stolen. She took to Instagram and wrote, my car has been stolen from outside my mom's house early this morning in Eltham SE9, gray Range Rover, Velar, KM119, JVE. If anyone sees it, please let me know. Stop scrolling. My car has been stolen. <laughs> My car has been stolen. I need Pregnant Shauna Phillips reveals her $46,000 pound Range Rover, yes, has been stolen as she asks fans for help just days ahead of welcoming her first child. It's like she's trying to give birth. Don't steal her car. Okay, but I'm sorry. As the person who stole her car, I didn't know she was pregnant. How am I supposed to know she's pregnant? I stole her car, you know? I just stole her car. I'm just doing my normal car stealing thing. I didn't know she was pregnant. I didn't know she was on Love Island can't blame me for that okay sure blame me for stealing her car but blame me because the woman was pregnant that's not fair that's a good point but maybe maybe it works in her favor because the person who stole the car will have a crisis of conscience and say oh because they'll be like i, I loved her season of love island car. i should return her range rover did you like her season of love island shauna phillips um, i've never heard of this I person in my life which i kind of forget which one it was yeah i think she was it was okay i think she's okay the sun did a great job at the headline though um with their uh, pre-headline yeah. pun. Bump in the road. Pregnant Love Island star Shauna Phillips in shock as her car is stolen Dave's before she gives birth. That's a lot better than Dr. Forrester. Gotta say. Moving on. Frankie Muniz finishes 11th. What does that mean? In what? What's he doing? Why is he doing this? He's racing, He's racing cars. cars. He made his ARCA racing debut. The Daytona mm-hmm. International Speedway in Florida. He had to go to Florida yeah. to do it. Yeah. And he raced? He let him race? Someone let him race? I know. Kind of makes me nervous. Right. But he... Finished in 11. Makes you nervous. Yeah. He almost made it to the top 10, as TMZ writes, nearly cracking the top 10 at a semi-pro series that was all gas, no brakes. Frankie Muniz here at the airport flying home after 
the most insane day of my life yesterday. Um, had my Arca Menard Series debut at Daytona. The race was, I can't even put into words what it felt like to be behind the wheel of that car, in that race, in the draft, the cars moving around, banging wheels at 200 miles an hour. Um, it was probably the craziest thing I've ever done in my life, but I felt right at home. Holy moly, that was my most insane thing I've ever done. Got up into the top three before getting turned and causing damage. Uh-oh. Went to the back and went from 24th to 11th in the final two laps. I'm so grateful to my team and at Hair Club. Wait, hold on. Who's the sponsor? Mm-hmm. Who is well, at all those Hair drivers, Club? All those drivers get sponsors, you know? I know, but what is his? I'm wondering who paid to have Frankie Muniz drive a race car. Hair it's Club is be- the... It's the hair, it's hair loss. It's exactly what you think. And they're, Stop. they're it's a Florida company. Hair club for men. Yeah, they're they're company in Florida. Wow. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. That's funny. So this brand let we're like we're gonna make Frankie Mu- we're gonna let Frankie Muniz. You're gonna drive, drive the hair club car. car. Yeah. But I think it's because they know it gets a lot of press. Yeah. I also, think- oh my God. Frankie Muniz, I can't believe this was me. My before and after photos since my hair club journey started. If you struggle with thin hair like I did, he's I suggest checking out this link. He's well, the homepage. He's really like, I think they said if you let us like, you know, fix your hair or whatever, we'll also let you drive race car. Mm-hmm. And he said, sure. <laughs> we'll let you drive race car. I love that his. His hair looks good. His hair looks good. The The two yeah. lead celebrities on hair club's homepage are yeah. Frankie Muniz. Yeah. And second, can you guess? Just name a man. A famous man. I can't man. just name a man. I can't just name a man. I just want to see where you go. I'm not going to make you guess more than once. Woody Harrelson. Jeremy Piven. It's Jeremy oh. Piven and Frankie Muniz. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Jeremy Piven is a classic had no hair, now have hair man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We all know. Whoa. What are you doing here? Think of me as like your hairy godfather. I'm here to help you get your hair back because you need a little more grass on the playing field. Let's go. Hey, Jeremy. Hey, Spence. They know my name. Yeah, they treat you like family here, except they won't ask you for a ride to the airport. Exactly. Exactly. It's like, don't lie to us and say, oh, it just grew back. You know, like, don't Kardashian us and say that you didn't do anything. For a while. I like when people are fun about it. That he had no hair, right? He had a hair comeback. Mm-hmm. It's funny that Frankie's two things that like his most, I guess, high profile, like non acting hobbies since mm-hmm. leaving, you know, the public eye with Malcolm in the middle are olive oil and car racing. I say respect. And I say yeah. respect to Frankie Muniz. I'm also a little worried for Frankie Muniz doing something like car racing, which is very dangerous. You're worried when he's it's dangerous. Yeah. Dealt with brain he's injuries not going in the past. I'm not even fast. saying that flippantly. I'm saying that's really scary to me. And he's I think not it's... going that fast, though. He came in like 12. He's not going that fast. You're saying if he weren't worried about brain injuries, he would go faster? No, I'm just saying he's not that good. The car's not that fast. <laughs> A radar exclusive. This is a great radar exclusive. There's NBC two staffers... good radar exclusives in today. We rarely have good radar exclusives. Sometimes those people are a little bit dark and a little bit dragging. And uh-huh. I think in today's episode, we have two really good radar exclusives. Perfection. And I just want to point that out because it is a rare day to have what two I like good about radar this exclusives. Is that yeah. this is this to me is very um, it's very page yes. six exclusive. And I find yes. it interesting that it's a radar exclusive. It's instead. media. You're saying because it's like it's media, media New York almost. media. Yeah. And it's petty. And it has, there's no reason to report this other than you don't like yes. Jenna Bush Baker, right? It's there's very, no reason to report this. It's giving one source. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's giving, giving one, one person. <laughs> it's giving, it's giving Hoda said, I'm sick of this woman. You know, like it's giving no, one person. No, not even Hoda. On, it's giving, 
It's giving a gaffer said. It's giving yeah. someone said. Yeah. Okay. NBC staffers upset with Jenna Bush Hager after being informed of host's side stream of income. Quote, it tarnishes the news division's credibility. I'm sorry, that's giving if Savannah Guthrie. That's Savannah Guthrie in two the, seconds. That's Savannah Guthrie. Jenna Bush Hagar tarnishing the journalist stand, journalistic standards. Of today. You haven't been paying attention to what she's doing on the show, you know? NBC News has strict policies about endorsement deals and this kind of Bush League behavior. They didn't want... They didn't want Lester Holt selling life insurance or Savannah Guthrie selling face cream. It tarnishes the entire news division's credibility. What is Jenna Bush Hager selling, you ask? Bowl and branch sheets. Okay, you guys, um, I am in bed, which is a place I like to spend a lot of time. I want to introduce you to some sheets I love by Bowl and Branch. This is their signature sheets, and they're awesome because with every wash... But she's like an <laughs> open ambassador for Bowl and Branch sheets. And you use twenty. You have, she has a code. I'm not even gonna say it. She has a code. I mean, you can't. You can't be mad at her for doing the spawn. You know, like on the. Come on, she's also a public figure. Well, I guess apparently that's the thing. If you want to be a journalist, you shouldn't. They have rules, and she's breaking the rules. And I think she thinks rightfully that because she's a Bush Hager, or more importantly, a Bush, she can get away with it. She can get away with war crimes. <laughs> Part of the family legacy mm-hmm. is getting away with war crimes. Look at her. What's worse, a war crimes or or shilling for branch and bull on the side of your. <laughs> journalism job we'll do it what's the other radar exclusive it's a relationship story exclusive battle of the exes Gwen Stefani fighting ex-husband Gavin Rossdale over visiting dog Chewy that was awarded to Rocker in divorce sources claim I like I can't believe these two are still fighting how are there still exclusives about these two 59 has denied the no doubt singers request to spend coveted quality time with their beloved Pomeranian pet Chewy before the fading pooch goes to the great dog house in the sky (laughs) This dog is nearing death, and Gwen wants to see the dog, and Gavin is allegedly saying, not on my watch, bitch. (laughs) desperate to see the dog and spend some cherished time with Chewy, but Gavin is having none of it and has turned the dog into a pawn in his long-running war with her, says the insider. We can tell where the insider is coming from, Gwen Stefani's camp. Although Gavin got custody of Chewy by some quirk of of the marriagement settlement, also pro-Gwen statement right there. A source insisted the dog was Gwen's constant companion before the marriage imploded over the rocker's cheating. Gavin thinks he's gotten the last laugh, says a source, but life keeps giving us opportunities, and Gwen will surely have her day over Gavin in the end. I would argue she's had her... She's, she's already had it. Like, she's already had her day over She's it. had her day this dog, ten times seeing over. Seeing this dog is not going to do anything. Like, as someone who is not a Gwen Stefani stand by any means... I still think Gavin Rossdale's an asshole for cheating on her with the nanny and stinking the eye cloud. Like, you know, like she's one in terms of public opinion is fully on I her agree. side when it comes to I Gavin agree. v. Gwen. So in a way, I he am like Gavin vilified. Rossdale doesn't want to hand off the dog to Gwen Stefani and have to deal with her and her schedule and doing all of that. So this I kind of believe. But do I believe that Gwen Stefani still needs to get the upper hand over Gavin Rossdale? No, she has the upper hand, you know? Exactly. Remember when he was dating a woman named Gwen Singer? <laughs> Come on. Wait, I forgot about that. Lindsay Podcaster. <laughs> the origin it of Lindsay Podcaster. was her name Podcaster. and her job. <laughs> Moving on. We have important relationship news, though. Florence Pugh is dating Charlie Gooch. <laughs> the Gooch. The Gooch is in town. The Gooch. Who also goes by Guy the Gooch. Gooch has arrived. And now we know why they met. We figured Charlie out the, Gooch. the details. Flo Pugh was seen walking hand in hand with Charlie Gooch. What's funny is they knew who it was immediately, mm-hmm. but did not know anything about him. So I wonder what uh, kind of order of everything is there. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you know? How did they immediately? How did Page Six immediately identify 
this person as Charlie Gooch, but then in their write-up they wrote, little is known about Gooch. One anonymous tipster told Dumois that he was an English normie who she went to school with in Oxford. However, that report has not been confirmed. I wonder if they just put two and two together, they had the photos, and then they saw in Dumois that his name is Charlie Gooch. That's the only thing that I could kind of reconcile was that they identified him fast but didn't know anything else right and well and the, and the other thing is like you don't need to know what he does to get a story up quick you just want to publish the no, photos no of course as quickly not but i just it is rare usually they're like mystery man let's get this up but the fact mm-hmm. that they had his name implies they knew something about him and then when you read the article they had knew nothing about them it took them all a few days to make the connection shout out to who made the connection first l i, I think maybe made, it was l was the first time i saw it yeah, Alyssa Bailey right, and right. Oh, you're right. All about Charlie Gooch, Florence Pugh's rumored new boyfriend. She did some Instagram click, click, click and kind of w- traced him back to being a photographer. Again, not that hard to figure out. If you go to his website, she's on the main she's page. The she's the home page. the first image on the page. Right. Like, look at my portfolio. Right. I took a photo of Florence Pugh. And that's allegedly. Exactly. So there's a there's a there's a version of the story where they met because he photographed her for this, but there's another version of the story if you want to believe Dumois that they had already kind of known each other because they were classmates, and maybe that's why right. she was like, "Take my foot." Maybe that's why she followed his work to begin with, you know. You but she so? saw his stuff, and so, I mean, I think that yeah. the, like, I don't, I think that Dumois is very frequently full of shit, but I think that it's worth investigating whether or not they actually went to school together. But like, how are we going to interview Charlie Gooch? We can't. But like, for sure. He took her photo photo years ago, so they've known each other for years, and now mm-hmm. it's actually dating, mm-hmm. or public dating. You know, mm-hmm. it's just interesting. The just trying to trace this is interesting to me. The kind of reveal of him. I guess it was just a mix of. But once you kind of see his Instagram, once you like get the connection, it's like, oh yeah, clearly I. What I think is that she he photographed her, and then mm-hmm. they had a spark. And I want them to get married simply because I think Pew Gooch is a great hyphenated name. Pew Gooch is so funny. Pew Gooch. Pew Gooch. Pew Gooch. Uh, we have to talk about this. Speaking of laughing so much, I throw up. Rebel Wilson and Ramona Agruma got engaged at Disneyland. <laughs> I. If you when you if you thank Bob Iger on your on your engagement. Instagram announcement. The CEO you are of Disney. You're a fucking plant. I mean, I just am like, Rebel Wilson is in the CIA. If we send her, <laughs> if she goes on a press tour, I, like, I really think that she is like, she's sorry, an asset. Beautiful. She's Evil. an asset. Yeah, like, I think there's something up. Like, she's a cop. There is Rebel something is the wrong. CIA. That's a good they, rumor to no, start. No, I'm serious. The government said we're gonna take this. Celebrity, LGBTQ plus, like they can't. This is a Rebel Wilson. She's gay. This is the the plot of a Rebel Wilson movie. I mean, honestly, I mean, honestly, a bumbling Rebel Wilson type is in the CIA. (laughs) The like basicness with at which these these people play is insane. Like, if you had said Lindsay, what's going to happen with Rebel Wilson? I'd be like, she's going to get engaged at Disneyland. We and thank said Bob yes. Iger in her post. And the spawn is going to be Tiffany and company. It's so boring. It's so fucking boring. We said yes is also making me want to rip my hair out. Who asked? You don't both say yes. Unless oh, they're both okay. unless they're okay, both saying heteronormative ass. Maybe no, they went, maybe this they went, is, one, this has, two, three. That, that's what I'm saying. Will this has you nothing. Marry? This has nothing to do with heteronormativity. It means 
if we said yes, who asked the fucking question? Did you both ask the question at the same time? Two, (laughs) three. (laughs) Will you marry me? Yes. Will you marry me? Yes, yes, we marry Yes. We said yes is maybe like fucking maybe fucking Donald Duck asked them or whatever. Maybe fucking maybe they had fucking Donald Duck walk up. Like, I can't do Donald Duck. Where I can't you? do it again. Is there like an AI Donald Duck generator? Ask AI to do an impression of. We gotta get you know we gotta get we gotta get our hands on that um the the AI sound. I feel like we, we have gotta a lot get of AI like that, sound where you can be like like read this Instagram caption in them with an impression of Julia Roberts. Like I just feel like we would. We would slay with that. You know what I mean? We got to do that. Can somebody get us an invite to that sound AI? I need sound AI for Donald Duck because we need to say, do you, Ramona, and you, Rebel, agree to marry each other? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 Here we go. Here's one. (gasps) Mickey Mouse. Okay. Mickey Mouse. Do you, Ramona, and you, Rebel, want to marry each other? (laughs) Okay, that's definitely close, no, but no cigar on the Mickey impression AI. Why is it doing that? Is that, You know what? I got to say, I don't think that's AI. I think that's just a man on the other side, like, doing these on demand. How can you prove that that's computer? <laughs> you, Rebel. You, Ramona. Okay, fine. Wow, we did it. Do you, Rebel, want to join the CIA? God, she's definitely in the CIA. You're right. Or MI6. What's the Australian one? The Foster's Association? What do they call the... Uh, the-, <laughs> the Foster's Association? Okay, we can't. We got to go to Australia. We can't, we can't insult Australia. We got to go there. It's famously a prison country continent. I'm literally trying to go there. All right, moving on. Brody Jenner's pregnant. Who cares? Uh, his, I don't. His girlfriend's pregnant. I don't care. Moving on. Mark Anthony's <laughs> wife is pregnant already. I mean, who Love cares? Love it. It's just- one of his Miss Universes. She's pregnant. Carol Delevingne has a new girlfriend named Minka. Love that. Yep. Just mm-hmm. a one moving one on. name woman named Minka. <laughs> uh, moving on. Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox are not broken up. They definitely are. Moving on. <laughs> no, but did you see? They were. This is the most posed photos ever. But the, I, the photos don't exist. Of them the leaving plan- uh, they couples therapy. Couples therapy. Yeah. Yeah. They left couple. How would yeah. people know they were there if they didn't call them? Come on. But they're apparently not broken up. Elle McPherson's model son, Cy Boosin, 20, celebrates Valentine's Day with his college girlfriend, Tella Morris. That's like the slowest news day of Daily Mail, like ever, whatever. Elle Moving McPherson's on. model son, Cy Boosin, <laughs> celebrating 20, Valentine's Day with his college with girlfriend. With his college girlfriend, Taylor Morris. Great. Of course. Love that. Daily Mail, like, get get some new, like, publish less, you know? Like, you don't need get to Get out of there. This. Get out of there. You do not belong there. Dancing with the Stars duo Daniel Durant and Britt Stewart confirmed they're dating a- another Dancing with the Stars couple. I just Not think shocked. it's so – Dancing with the Stars couples are so funny and obvious. It's like, no shit. They're so funny. Yeah. Good. You cannot dance with you cannot dance with someone on Dancing with the Stars and not get pregnant. I'm sorry. But you know impossible. what it is always? And I just realized this. Hmm. Make a man dance once and he falls in love with the partner. Like, God forbid a straight man dances, like, professional – think thoughtfully – once and then of course he falls in love with the partner yeah it's true kind of mm-hmm. he's filled with this new creative energy i'm sorry i just feel like it works it somehow works in my mind it works for me mm-hmm. okay um alexa have you read alexa, this yet? oh my god remember the pena vegas we don't talk about them I love enough them. considering how much they've delighted me in the past alexa pena vega compares sex with husband carlos to going to the gym okay when i saw this i was like okay what did you think this what did you think this meant when you saw it like it's um 
Like you have to do, you have to schedule it. You have to be, you have to like make sure you do it or whatever. Okay. To oh, that the, is what you thought. See, I thought it like meant that hobby. it was like, oh, it's such a workout. We fuck like oh. it's just like cardio. <laughs> like I thought she meant no. like it's like a workout, no. but she meant it the way you meant no. it, which is like it's she a pain. It's a is, pain. But this he- this headline is shady because the implication is that going to the gym is bad and like hard and like annoying. And that's what that. Yeah. Because she said this is going to sound terrible. But you know, how, like, first of all, a funny way to start a conversation about your sex life. This is going to sound terrible, but you know how you don't necessarily <laughs> want to go to the gym at the beginning. But once right. you start going, you're like, I have to go every day. This is great. I feel good. My body feels good. I knew I had to do this for him. And it all started with one comment he made. And the comment that he made was, I keep praying to God that he'll take away my hunger for sex. So she was like, well, I'm just going to need to fuck him <laughs> every day two, then. These two are honestly so fucking funny. They're so funny. Alexa <laughs> recalled so... going to the bathroom and, quote, sobbing for Carlos. Quote, my poor husband, he's literally asking God to take that urge to away fuck from him. him. Oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> he's not asking God to fuck him. Sorry. No, Wait, I do like, love like, hop that on the this religious every girly. Day. I just love that this religious girly was like. My husband is praying to God that he'll have sex. So I guess I'm going to be fucking him on the daily. <laughs> Lady, fellas, if you want your wife to fuck you, pray to God. Pray well, the podcast God. the podcast is called Heaven in Your Home. It's hosted by this woman named um, like Francie. Francie Winslow. And well, it guess says, what? Heaven is in their home. <laughs> this podcast is a place where we unpack God's heart on sex, marriage, and his mission on the earth. Intimacy was God's idea in the beginning. Let's lean in and learn more about God's design for intimacy. And her episode was called Sexual Celebration with Alexa Pena Vega. Stunning. Gorgeous. Stunning. Gorgeous. 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 Let's do Rita. What was she wearing? Where was she seen? She posted what on Instagram? She's the Who Queen. Tens of people want to know all about the number one Who. Lindsay, Bobby, tell us now. What's Rita Ora up to? Who is this woman? It ora be a hit. Rita Ora teams up with Naughty's dance music legend for a new... This is exciting. For a this new This is single. really exciting. This is going to be a number Guess one. Guess who it is. Guess who it is. Wait, I know who it is. Who Tell it me. Is. Oh, it's Fatboy Slim, right? Mm-hmm. It's Fatboy Slim. It's Fatboy Slim. It's Fatboy Slim. I can't guess. Not even his Not even his. But DJ isn't it literally, so isn't it literally sampling Slim? Praise You? Isn't that like the rumor? Yeah. It's literally Rita's sampling Rita's coming Praise out you. with a... Well, she fucking revitalized Crazy Frog. She didn't do it. I mean, to me, she did. She can bring back Praise You. If Rita brings back Praise You, that's going to be one of her biggest owns ever. That's going to be huge. That's going to be huge. You know what I mean? She's trying to I'm blue it all. She's trying to I'm blue, yeah. like her yeah. own song. Yeah. Well, listen mm-hmm. to this. What's crazy no, yeah. What's is crazy? that, think about it. It's the end yeah. of February. I think that this is Song of the Summer positioning. I think that this oh, is. Oh, you're so right. We're approaching Song of the Summer time. I we think that this it. is a good sign that it's a good song. Okay, so the song I think the song is called like "Praising You" or something. Mm-hmm. It's like a take. I can't wait. It ought to be a. It ought to like be a hit. Like the even the BB Rexa "I'm Blue" was technically a smash. It was a smash. Anyway, she also flashed her tone legs and short sequin dress for the Mass Singer final. She also stunned in a metallic python print mini dress as she posed backstage at the Mass Singer after the release of her new single "You Only Love Me." She's still doing press for You Only Love Me and Mass Singer. She's really still everywhere. Um, I remember how we said that Taika Waititi doesn't um, 
you know, like mention her enough. He mm-hmm. did like a whole video scaring her where she scared him. Mm-hmm. I hate when couples scare each other. Stop scaring each other. Do first of all, that's if that's your kink, do it privately. I don't need to see it. <laughs> I don't want to see it. I don't need to see it. But she mm. he posted a video where she scares him a lot, which is uh-huh. like it's it's giving chemistry, I guess, you know? Uh-huh. She was also, she was also on live with uh Kelly and Ryan, which, you know, will soon be live with Kelly and uh, Mark. And Again, she's talking openly about the wedding as if it's something that actually happened um, and that he's a husband who actually uh, exists. And Kelly said, are you going to be called Rita Ora Waititi now? And she said, quote, Mm -hmm. I still just go by Rita Ora. I feel like it's been such a whirlwind, the whole experience, and I'm trying to keep up with you guys. Duh. What? Who thought she'd be going by Rita? Rita Ora Waititi. Exactly. She's a professional. Her name is Kirk Currency. No. I think we're done, yes. right? Yeah, please. We're Thank done. Thank you for listening please. to another episode of Who Weekly. Keep calling in at 619-WHO-THEM to leave questions, comments, and concerns for our Friday show, Who's There? Thank you to Katie and Eric of The Who's for providing our Rita theme song on Tuesdays. Also, The Who's, a.k.a. Eric from Tan Lines, has a new single out today. It's called OBX. The video's out, too. Listen to it. You will recognize that person from the Rita theme song. One half of the Who's. One half of the Who's. Is in Tan Lines, the band. And they have their new, they have a new album. They haven't had an album in like years. This a is long so time. It's me. a big thing. I, maybe they'll like, I think maybe people don't realize. live on tour. I think a lot of people don't realize that literally Eric from Tan Lines did the Rita theme song, is which the, is true. Is, it's not a lie. It's not a lie. No, I think more people are like, Katie Natopoulos did the Rita theme song. Yeah. But Katie Natopoulos and Eric from Tan Lines. The other half of the Rita, no offense, Katie, but the other half of the Rita's theme song, Who's Band, is fucking Eric from Tan Lines. Like, Pitchfork would give the Rita theme song an 8.9. You know, like, it's, it's real. They <laughs> would. They would. They would. They would. They absolutely they would. would. I told him to put it on his album. He, you know, wasn't uh, into it. <laughs> bonus I, track. Eric, I bonus track. Congrats to Eric and Jesse from Tan Lines on their new album. Go check it out. Thank you to Timmy, our research and editorial assistant for researching and editorializing. Support us on patreon.com slash whoweekly for bonus episodes, a Discord server, some commentary tracks, newsletter sometimes, and more. You can also get the audio only on the Apple Podcasts app. Just click subscribe within the app, and then you'll get the audio only. And we'll see you on Friday. Bye. Bye. You will join us. I know we mentioned at the end of every episode that we have a Patreon, a VIP show that's on Apple Podcasts and Patreon, the audio, but we thought we'd give you a little sneak peek so you know what you're potentially getting before you actually hit subscribe. If you're getting to the very end of the episodes and you're not a Patreon subscriber, like, I don't know what to tell you. I just feel like you're missing out on some of our best stuff, our best lols. Yeah, it's true. It's true. You're missing out on an exclusive newsletter full of our favorite stuff, movie commentaries, TV talk, movie reviews. I don't know. Do you want that from us? Video game talk. Everything that you're not hearing on this episode, you are getting there. And you're getting an exclusive VIP number to call in and get access directly to us to talk about whatever the hell you want us to yeah, talk about. Yeah, you have about. your own phone number. And also, sometimes I'll read you emails uh, <laughs> from my inbox that are really embarrassing that I would never share on the main feed. You know, you never know what you're going to get. So go to patreon.com slash whoweekly to access exclusive extra content or go to Apple Podcasts.
I'm sorry, but some of us have really, really organized email inboxes, and I'm not letting your chaos get into the Who Weekly one <laughs> if I can prevent it. No, you have the best email system. I just I don't. have an amazing system. I never. I'm at email. I'm at inbox zero like 80 percent of the time. Like that's my to do list. So your chaos like stresses me out. So I won't let it get. Never done that in my life. I <laughs> inbox zero. I, I don't know her. I've never known her. Inbox ten thousand. Inbox. I specifically turned off badges on all of my email and most of my things because, like, no, I don't need to know that. I don't understand how you live your life like that. I have my own system. What is your system? Never answering emails? Important unread. Uh, Important. Everything else. Do you do that on Gmail? Important and unread. Important everything else? No, because I just read my emails. My important emails go to important. But how do you know emails are important or not important? It doesn't know. All I know is I'll be like, Bobby, did you see this email? And like, you'll be like, yeah. And I'll be like, did you read it? And you'll be like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, listen, I went to our I went to our newsletters tab and I (laughs) I clicked on the funniest headline that I think Eva has ever written for her happily ever after a newsletter Uh from an hour ago. Yeah. That, like, she's just so clueless. Romantic tops for date night. <laughs> Wait, that's so funny. <laughs> that's so fucking funny. You have to tweet that. <laughs> oh, my God. I love her. That's, like, beautiful. That's... <laughs> I'm I just, I like... took a bite of something uh... and I shouldn't have. I'm saying Wait, howling. Wait, the kiss emoji is at the end. <laughs> Romantic tops for day night. <laughs> Honey. <laughs> Honey. <laughs> we. <laughs> okay. 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 That's so <sighs> funny. That's so Opens the newsletters. Funny. Like the first time I've opened this newsletter tab in forever. Because I yeah, look chaos. at. I look at Happily Ever After on my own time. On my own account. You know, like I forgot that we subscribe to it on Who. Like I do my own thing. Also, our newsletters tab is disgusting. <laughs> it's all Happily Ever After, Puck. But that's the. Service right, 95. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Mark Ronson on dealing with anxiety is the last issue of Service 95. <laughs> I'm sorry, but Service 95. Uh, 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 Go on. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say without sounding. I've read some mm-hmm. interesting things in Service ninety five, but uh, mm-hmm. I'm like, uh, is multitasking a, a myth? Like the what is the future of clubbing? Dua Lipa's Thanksgiving. As long as Dua is paying writers. I know. Well, which I think that she is. I think that she probably pays better than most publications. I'm just going to guess. And I I think that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm also going to say, I'm not reading this. (laughs) But I'm also going to say, when I see see an email in my inbox that says, toxic positivity and its isolating effects, dash, monkey pox, are we see... And then it cuts off. I'm not clicking that. (laughs) Are we see... Are we... I'm not clicking that are we seeing history repeat itself betty gilpin on trying different identities I, 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 uh the tweet isn't doing well only four likes with 313 views i said howling romantic tops for date night maybe it wasn't the best tweet but it did make me laugh okay <laughs> no it was hilarious what are you talking about that's hilarious so 